Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on this Tuesday afternoon. Yes, Tuesday. So, back discussing the Philadelphia Eagles as they lost 42-19 to to the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, I wanted to give myself kind of a day to just, you know, let everything kind of you know, settle in, and, and actually, I, I realized some things as I was, uh, you know, thinking more about this game yesterday, and um, I'll share my thoughts on that. I was also waiting to see exactly what Howie Roseman would do um, with the linebacker play, and he obviously went out and um, tried to improve on that. We'll see if um, the improvement is there in Shaq Leonard, and um, also wanted to see if there was anything going to be handed down to um, Dom DeSandro with the uh, fight or little run-in he had with 49ers linebacker Dre Greenlaw. So, um, first of all, this was a big test. I'm you know, not stating anything that anyone doesn't already know. But that's what this game was. I mean, you know, I was very confident that the Eagles could handle or at least be competitive against the San Francisco 49ers team. And early on, it looked like that. I mean, if you were scoring this as a as a boxing match, the first quarter went to the Eagles. You know, they were uh, moving the ball on San Fran's defense. They were able to kind of go up and down the field their first two drives, both unfortunately ending in field goals. Now, the first drive, I mean, getting a field goal was, you know, okay. Um, Obviously, you want to score a touchdown there as deep as they got, but you settle with three because you get on the board, and then the defense comes out and holds San Fran to a three and out. They were pressuring Brock Purdy. Um, you know, he did not seem comfortable. Hassan Reddick had a big sack on him, which, you know, I think that definitely, um, you know, played an effect as the crowd was getting into it. And then the Eagles get the ball back. They go down the field again. They move the ball efficiently. They really looked like, you know, this offense was, you know, putting something together and looked like that they they f- had figures, figured something out against this San Francisco defense and the preparation looked good. Um, but what killed them, I think, was on second and six at the San Francisco 14 and Jalen Hurts slips and is sacked at the San Fran 29. Like, that's a spot and a moment in the game that I said, that's going to come back eventually to bite them. Maybe they can make up for it, but that's huge against that team. You cannot have that happen. I mean, you just can't. You know, I thought that in that moment, that was such a huge opportunity to go down and get points that for... Hurts to have that happen made me think, 
okay, um, you get three, which is good, but you're not going to hold San Fran to a donut. They're going to eventually get down the field. And while it didn't happen on the next drive because they were able to hold them yet again on a three and out because this defense came out ready, but then the Eagles then go out and they have a three and out of their own where they end up punting the ball away and San Fran goes right down the field. And the drive started poorly for the 49ers. It was second and 15. They had a... A false start, they had a play go for no gain with Christian McCaffrey, and then all of a sudden, their offense just started rolling. I mean, you know, they moved the ball right down the field on the Eagles, and it seemed like that was the beginning of the end, clearly, because the Eagles linebackers were so out of place. And I think early on, you know, Brock Purdy may not have been recognizing things and I think Kyle Shanahan uh you know worked some stuff out with them and said listen the middle of the field is open their linebackers stink just you know put it out there we'll get some movement at the line of scrimmage and boom you know and the rest of the game was what it was um they just had an answer for everything the Eagles tried to do as a defense. And I say try loosely. I really don't think there was too much that the Eagles did to try and confuse Brock Purdy, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But at the half, it's 14-6, to and then the Niners come out and they put one in the end zone. Then the Eagles go on a nice drive of their own, as this was where the penalty happened with Dre Greenlaw and the confrontation between him and Dom DeSandrio, the Eagles head security chief that, you know, for years we've seen as a bodyguard, you know, quote unquote for the head coach where, you know, whether it was Chip Kelly, I think for a year or two he was there with Andy Reid or Doug Peterson and now Nick Sirianni, he's the guy that walks out with the head coach and shakes hands, and then he walks back to the locker room, and you see him standing. So, you know, the play was a pass to Devontae Smith. He got some breathing room. He went for uh, 13 yards, and then Dre Greenlaw, as the whistles are being blown, picks him up and slams him down, and then he's still on him, and Dom <clears throat> DeSandro comes over, and he's trying to separate what could have been a big fight. And Dre Greenlaw and, and the entire Eagle sideline comes over to Devontae Smith's aid. And, you know, Dom being as big as he is, separates the two of them. And that then leads into an altercation where Dre Greenlaw throws a swing. And I saw so much pushback on social media about, you know, Dom coming over and breaking it up. I don't understand why the NFL would, and this is talking about punishing Dom, I, he did nothing wrong. I mean, he's not a coach, but if he's allowed access on the sidelines, I mean, come on. He's trying to break up a fight. This isn't so black and white as you try and make it seem. The NFL has done so much to try and 
you know, uh, eliminate the on the field banter and altercations that goes on between players where they're penalizing for taunts and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, now you have um, someone trying to break something up and then they get swung at and that requires a penalty. Now, haven't heard anything yet as the NFL, I'm sure, is still... I mean, this is a big deal. I'm sure that this is something that they are still looking into as we as I'm recording this. But I think to to do anything towards Dom is ridiculous. I mean, he was disqualified. Refs tried to get handle the situation. I kind of get that, although he was doing nothing other than breaking up a fight, but. If you have access to the sidelines and not like, you know, you're just a media member, like you're right there with the coaches. I mean, what are we talking about here? What are we doing? I mean, come on. That was ridiculous. Um, But it fired up the Eagles. I mean, they went down and they scored and then there was some pushing and shoving. A.J. Brown and Charvarius Ward were getting into it. I mean, you saw the fight in the Eagles on the offensive side, but then the defense goes out and just does nothing. This is where, and I'll get into this now, they needed to switch from staying in a soft zone, dropping back, to blitzing. The 49ers were doing so much with their multiple movement and getting guys out. The linebackers are never, Nicholas Morrow and Christian Ellis are nothing more than special teams guys. No offense, but that's just who they are right now in their careers. They're not coverage linebackers. They couldn't handle Christian McCaffrey one-on-one. And they certainly couldn't handle George Kittle or tackle Debo Samuel. I just knocked like three plays out of the way right there. The only way that they could have switched anything up that gave them a fighting chance in that game was to say, you know what, we're going to send blitzes. We'll disguise some things every now and then to drop you back into coverage, but we're going to try and test Brock Purdy's IQ and see if he can decipher this. Because at a certain point, you have to realize the 49ers offense and what they do with their multiple movement is kind of what you see if you watch this weekend's Army-Navy game. It's a very similar scheme. It's multiple movement, guys going here and there. The only way... You can really combat that is to blitz. And those linebackers are going to do nothing if you sit in coverage. They needed to blitz them to try and bring a pressure on Purdy because rushing rushing four wasn't working. Trent Williams was handling Josh Sweat, and Hassan Reddick uh, couldn't just go one-on-one the whole time, and they were getting nothing from the interior. You had to try and bring multiple things. You had to try and rush six. A defense that would really solve the 49ers would be a defense like a Jim Johnson, where you bring blitzes from multiple sides and you disguise them. That's what Sean Desai, that should have been his plan B. If it were, if right away your plan A and the defense you sit in isn't working, don't be don't have so much pride. It didn't work. You gave up 21 points. You gotta eventually switch something up, dude, because this isn't working, and it's gonna continue. It's it hasn't worked week in and week out. They keep doing the same crap, and I get it. You didn't have Zach Cunningham, but you can't treat 
Christian Ellis, like he's Zach Cunningham. Yeah, he did stuff well against the Bills last week, but then the Niners had tape. You know, the Niners also had 10 days to prepare for you. You should have said, hey, if they figure us out early, we're going to switch to this. And they never did that. But that was the only way that I could see the Eagles stop them because there was nothing else they could do. I thought maybe they'd drop Reed Blankenship. Well, he had to take, I think, Kittle, right? Um, and he had to, you know, I guess, accounter for the deep passes to Ayuk. I mean, you know, I think he was kind of elsewhere and they weren't focused on him. Um, this eye and putting him on McCaffrey, who killed them in this game, by the way. So I just don't understand why it is that the Eagles could not... Because I don't understand why the Eagles just seemingly could not um, counter and switch. They never did it. I mean, they just sat in the same stupid defense that they did the entire time. I just don't understand. And with the amount of crap that the Niners talked about, I think the two guys that played like they weren't inspired were the two guys that weren't on the field. Christian Ellis and Nicholas Morrow. I thought James Bradbury did a good job. I thought Slade did okay. I mean, they kind of just attacked the Eagles linebackers. They attacked the middle. They said, you know what? We're not going to try and play to their game. We're going to move things around. We're going to confuse their linebackers. That's what they did. Um, offensively, I mean, there's not much I can really say other than why did DeAndre Swift only have two touches after, I think, like the first quarter or first half? Um, they didn't try to establish a run game at all. They didn't try and get creative and move him in motion. They did none of that. Instead, they, you know, they relied on Hertz dropping back on play action and see if something could come up deep. Yeah, okay, I mean, that's not really <clears throat> building off of anything. That's not, I don't think, using this offense's strengths, going short and getting completions across the middle to your A.J. Brown or try and get Devontae Smith open on a pass to the sideline. Like, there was none of that. I thought it was really a poor effort all around by the coaching. Um, and Nick Sirianni, who I think has done a lot as a head coach and in terms of evaluating talent, young talent, and going out and getting things. I mean, you know, um, I thought he didn't do as good of a job as I thought he could have in this situation. I mean, you know, of uh, trying to get a hold on this thing. And I think <clears throat> at this point, you've seen the Eagles' offense be so stagnant and not switch. I mean, it doesn't seem like he has a firm grasp on trying to get Brian Johnson to do anything different scheme-wise, going into each game. But, you know, I thought there was too much pride that was left out onto the field, and I really hope that the Eagles, you know, switch something up here. Now, with Shaq Leonard, it's definitely an upgrade. How much of an upgrade, I don't know. I don't think he's the same all-pro linebacker. But at this point, we're not looking for anyone to come in and be, you know, um, Bobby Wagner or anything to that extent or Fred Warner we're just looking for someone to, that can simply come in here and tackle 90% of the time 
and do a half decent job in coverage. And now while everyone's like, well, you know, in Indy, he struggled, the next Y and Z. Yeah, but Indy is not us. It's a completely different situation. That's not the same defense. That's not the same defensive line. It's not the same secondary. Shaq Leonard, I think, has more of an IQ to where he can notice what's going on, where Christian Ellis and Nicholas Morrow clearly can't. So Shaq Leonard's going to come in and provide that. He is an upgrade. How much, I don't know, in terms of you know tackling and coverage. I think he's a little bit of an upgrade, but not like you're getting someone that's going to be the moon, but just a little better a little bit more is what we're asking and it's unfortunate because I mean I think Christian Ellis played well against Buffalo and Nicholas Morrow has been pretty solid throughout this season he's had his highs he's had his lows but Sunday was an all-time low for that linebacker core missing N'Kobe Dean and Zach Cunningham clearly doesn't help things moving forward but you know I just I just really am surprised that that's how the Eagles came out I mean that was a total nightmare of a game and especially now because you've got people saying well had the Eagles or excuse me had the 49ers had Brock Purdy for a full 60 minutes in the NFC championship game what do you think would have happened and all this stuff um, I mean, you can't look backwards, you can only go forward. I mean, come on, you know. There's a lot of what-ifs you can do. What if Matt Ryan threw a better ball to Julio Jones in the divisional round? Maybe the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl. Like, seriously, we can play the what-if game all day long. I mean, does it give them a better shot? Sure, in that game. Do I still think they would have won? No. That Eagles defense was much better than this one. Miles Sanders was killing that. Like it's stupid to go back and talk about. It. I'm not going to do it. Like I'm not even going to entertain it. People that want to, you're crying over spoiled milk. I mean, it's almost been a year. Get over it. You know, and you hear people all over the NFL that talk about it. But oh well. So the. Eagles fall 42 to 19. They're 10 and 2. And now you've got a game coming up against the Cowboys in Dallas. And this Cowboys team actually feels like they're worth a crap in the NFL. They feel like they have a shot at winning this division. You need to go out there and end all thoughts of that this upcoming Sunday. We'll talk about it Saturday, preview it. But I'm just putting it right now. You got to end all of that. At this point, the Eagles coaching staff. Watch film yesterday and then move on from it. It is what it is. It's over. We're on to Dallas. We're looking at that tape now from our last game and seeing what uh, they had against Seattle, which I guess Dallas now gets another 10. Another team gets 10 days to prepare for us. Good. Great. This time we switch. If something goes wrong, you counter what they do because they've got a step up on you because now they know where you're most weakest. And they also had Shaq Leonard in for a workout and whatnot. So they already know enough about his game. So you got to try and put 
your best 11 on the field against their best 11. But if that doesn't work and you know what hits the fan, you have to switch if you're Sean Desai. I mean, they're because they're going to try and confuse your linebackers again. They're going to do the same crap that the Niners did to you that they did to you. So eventually something has to change. The offense improved from that Jets game. That was a big issue. That improved. The defense has gotten worse. Now they need to counter. That's what you need to see come Sunday. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll have uh, another episode coming out again Saturday, previewing the upcoming game against Dallas. It's Dallas week, so, you know, everyone kind of get into that mode now, into that mindset. But moving on from it, on to Dallas, and um, we'll, again, have that episode out Saturday. We'll have a couple other things out um, for the Flyers. Uh, We'll also, I would assume at some point, have something out for Penn State as they hired a new offensive coordinator and got an invite into the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. We might even have something out on the college football playoff committee. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and as always, I'll talk to you.